You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the star from Nanny, Anna Jilp. I miss you. Love, Mommy. Say bye-bye. Hi, Mommy. Aisha's here. Aisha. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Okay. Here's any number you need, including her therapist. Thank you. Let's go. Jobs don't fall from the sky. Just work hard to keep it. Where are you from? Stats with finesse. South Africa. Okay. Senegal. Oh, we got a winner. My son, been almost a year. Your son? Yes. I need to bring him here. Very soon, I mean. Always very soon. Spirits are trying to warn you. Do not ignore the signs. You have your pain, me, but I am out. You think Ash is just laying around? I am a mother too. I thought so. I miss my country. Every day. You're gonna be okay? I wish I knew what's happening to me. Anna, thank you so much for making time to talk to me about Nanny. First of all, congrats on all the success that you've already had, and the movie's not even out yet. I'm sure it's been a wild ride. It has been. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, but thank you for that. Thank you. Well, I've heard you share in other interviews that you have a lot of similarities to the background of your character, Aisha, you know, originally from Senegal. Uh, and I understand your mom was a, a nanny for many years. So what was it like when you received the script for the first time and discovered all of those similarities? It was kind of surreal because on one hand, I've known this woman my whole life. I understand this world. I know this world. I know this story intimately. Um, and I say it was surreal because when you see that written on paper, it's like, and Nikiatu is is a filmmaker and a writer that is, you know, she's married to authenticity and um, the scenes were so authentic, the moments were so authentic. Um, so it was just surreal because I know this world very well and to see it, and it's never been paid attention to, it's never been celebrated, it's never been amplified. We never see these protagonists um, and so to see that, it was surreal. It was stunning. Did that make you more or less confident when going up for this role? You know, representing this world that you've known could either make you feel, oh, I've got this, I know this, or feel like you have more pressure. Both, because I know it, but I didn't exactly live it that way, right? I was a kid when we first immigrated. My mother has lived this. My mother has had to put her ego aside and do what needed to be done in order to make ends meet. Um, she learned how to braid hair and then braided hair for a couple of years. And she ran a daycare out of our house and she started working for private families, individual families. And so though I understood the world and I know the world, I myself had it embodied and lived it in the way that she had um so it was both familiar but also daunting because I wanted to 
bring that story and that character to life honestly and, and do it justice more so and really honor it because it's so well written and you don't want to be the one that fucks it up, you know? So I, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was daunting. Well, so much of this movie is internal for your character and you're in nearly every frame of the film. How did you prepare for this role? Well, I prepared the way I prepare any role. Um, you know, I just did a deep dive on the character. I asked myself as many questions about the character that I could conjure up. And then I try to answer those questions. Um, you know, what's her education? When was her first kiss? What was it like giving birth to Lamine? Who is his father? Where is her mother? Like all the questions that you ask yourself when you're deep diving into a character for the first time. And then I created the storyboard, which that was something I had never done before. And I did that because I needed to attract her emotional journey throughout this. And so I color coded the scenes in which Aisha was in a sane moment against scenes where she's experiencing madness or an invasion of her reality and she doesn't know quite what's what. And because we're filming out a sequence that helped me just be able to know at any given day and in any given scene where she was emotionally, how fragile she was at that point, what she just experienced, how much madness she just come from. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that was something different that I did in order to help track Aisha's emotional state. And then I meditated a lot about what I saw my own mother go through and even my own personal loneliness and my own depression and my own um, longing for family members back home. So I just did all those things. And I'm sure working with a talented director like Nick Yatu was very helpful for that. Obviously, it's her directorial debut. What was it like working with her? Um, it seems like she had such a clear and confident vision for the story she was trying to tell. So what was it like working with her? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for one, you're right. She She's a director that is incredibly confident and very clear about her vision. And, and to be led by someone like that gives you a lot of comfort. You know, you're in good hands. I know that when she says she got to take, she really got it because she's not going to settle for anything less. And on top of that, I'd never worked with a Black female director in this capacity. I've been doing a lot of television and in the 150 episodes of television I've done, I've worked with one Black female director and, you know, TV and film are, are two different things. Film is really a director's medium. So to experience a Black woman really uh, directing an entire project from start to finish that is definitively hers is like a transformative experience for me. It was incredible. I was like envious of all these white men that I've been working alongside my whole career that are getting to be directed by white men. It makes a difference. So it was um, transformative and and inspiring and mm, yeah. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. You've worked on a number of horror films, and I often wonder uh, with with horror films or films that are more intense or serious, I, I often wonder what the environment is like on set. Did did you all keep things pretty pretty serious, um, or was there room to play even even within the tone of the film? Um, there was definitely room to play, um, especially in in the scenes and the days with Sinfa, because he's like a breath of fresh air, and he brightens up every room, and his character. Uh, is a source of levity for Aisha. Um, and that translates to real life. So he was a source of levity for us um, on those days. But me and Michelle too got along like peas in a pod and like, you know, and, and had our moments too that were that were lighter. But yeah, certainly we're we're a group of 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 pretty um fun people, I think. And so we found our moments for sure. But there, there's also, of course, scenes in the film that are quite um, painful and, and very heavy. And so during those moments, not so much. But we definitely found our moments to to laugh and play and, and crack jokes and lighten the mood. And how did you develop a relationship with Rose as well? Um, did, did, did you uh, let her get to know you or did she only know you as Aisha? No, we hung out and uh, we hung out prior to filming. I took her to the zoo and we went to get lunch and... I'm I I think I'm pretty good with kids. I was also a babysitter for years while I was in LA um and broke and needed money. And so I did a lot of babysitting. So um I know how to hang out with kids. I know they just love to play and be goofy and stuff. So I did that with her as much as I could so that she'd be comfortable around me. And then she got too comfortable around me because during the scenes where we needed to be serious, I just she just would never be afraid or like she just was too, she felt almost too safe around me. And and so it, it was, uh, it became kind of a challenge to get her to be afraid in those scenes where we needed that from her. But. That's great. Well, unless I'm mistaken, uh, I believe this is your first leading role in a in a feature film. What was the biggest learning that you have from Nanny that you'll take into future projects? Oh man, the biggest. I think to be honest, to trust myself more. And Nikiatu is so helpful in that. And so she was always encouraging improv and always encouraging us to um, do things that was outside of the script and outside of the dialogue that she had on the page. And whenever I did do that, it worked really well. And a lot of it ended up on screen. And so it gave me that confidence to kind of um, lean into my own instincts um, in some of the work that I do and and know that it's good enough. And um, yeah, that was one big lesson. Well, like I said, congrats on the success. You, you were just nominated for a Gotham Award uh, for, for Breakthrough Performer. Congratulations. Thank you. And so you've been in the business for a little while now. What does it feel like to be seen as a as a breakthrough? I know it's kind of funny. I I don't mind it because I've um not that I don't, of course I don't mind it. I'm honored for the for the recognition and the award. <laughs> but um, when I say I don't mind it, I'm always feeling brand new in this industry. 
I'm always feeling like um, I'm still learning so much that I, there's a lot that I don't know that there's so many people I still want to work with. There's so many stories I still want to tell. So I feel quite um, infant in a lot of ways when it comes to this industry. So the word or the, the recognition is breakthrough. I honestly feel is quite fitting. I honestly always feel like this too. So I'm, I'm good with it and I'm honored for the recognition. Absolutely. Well, in addition to Nanny coming out very soon, of course, you got Titan season four premiering on November 3rd. Yes. And uh, any other upcoming projects that we can look forward to? There is something that's upcoming that I'm so excited about, but I can't talk about it because it hasn't been announced yet, but it, uh, I'm I'm very very excited for it. <laughs> Can't give us the scoop. Can't give us the scoop right here. They won't tell. They won't let me. I wish I could. I really do. Um, it's an epic project. It was, it's with a filmmaker that's so audacious and so original, and I could only dream of working with. So I'm very excited. Amazing, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing about that project. And and last question for you. Um, we talked about, you know, kind of representing this community, um, uh, your 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 mother and, and other women that you've grown up with. Uh, has your mother seen the film? Uh, I'm just curious what she what she thinks of it. She has. My mother loved the film. She um she she's a woman of few words, but she uh she was very proud of the film and very proud of me. And yeah, she loved it. <laughs> Wonderful, awesome, Anna. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and congrats again. Aw, thank you so much. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the star from the film Nanny on a Joke here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Nanny is currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And you can listen to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.